Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. He goes down. He might go for Donna Clips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy Top. Oh, Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives too. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Krugsloth. It's Time for Rolling Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Endless here. Before we get into today's show, uh, I'm going to tell you about some sponsors and friends of ours over here at Time for Rolling Esports. Really great people. Uh, the first group I want to talk about is Mobile Esports. This company is a company that focuses on all things mobile gaming. They run community events, they run tournaments, all based around mobile titles like Critical Ops, Clash Royale, and of course, Vainglory. They are just now starting to get into Vainglory. This will be their first tournament on December 9th. It's going to be a small tournament on that Saturday. Um, it's going to be a fun time. We're really excited to get Mobile Esports uh, more involved in Vainglory uh, as I personally believe Vainglory is one of the biggest uh, mobile titles out there. So, uh, you know, make sure you can follow them on Twitter, you know, at esports underscore mobile, or you can go to their webpage, mobileesports.org. Uh, you can check out their webpage. They have a lot of great things there. Um, they're just a really great company, and I cannot wait to get them more involved in Vainglory. Of course, on their website, you can find their other tournaments if you are interested in, like Critical Ops, Clash Royale, uh, those type of titles. Uh, you know, they'll be expanding to other games as well. Once more, uh, great mobile titles like maybe, you know, Rules of Survival. Uh, I know a lot of uh, a lot of the Vainglory community right now is playing that game. Uh, another great friend of ours here at Time for Link Esports is uh, the North American Champions League. Uh, you know, the NACL is one of the best tournaments in uh, the Bangalore community right now, run by some great people. You know, this league has been, you know, running for multiple seasons. It has given teams like, of course, Vision Gaming the chance to get their start, you know, to get some attention and uh, a place for them to try to reach that Bangalore 8. So, of course, if you have a team that you think uh, can compete well, maybe uh, go ahead and uh, follow them at NA Champ League, and also you can subscribe to their YouTube and Twitch. Keep up with them there, and maybe you can sign up your team in the in the future tournaments that will be happening. So, uh, NA Champ League, really excited also to be doing a lot of things with them. Uh, that is all we have when it comes to sponsors and friends. Uh, this episode is going to be awesome, fun time, a lot of great conversation. Hey, how's it going, guys? Endless55 here, and welcome to Time for Rolling Esports. This is our third episode of our VG Pro uh, mini series. We are bringing on great community members of the Vainglory world to talk about and hype up uh, Worlds 2017. Uh, I need to welcome my co host real quick, Crude Sloth. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Thanks for not forgetting about me like you did last time. So that's good. No, nope, one nope. step closer. No problem, no problem. Uh, and then we have uh, <laughs> <laughs> left Spectres from Nova Spectres. Did I say it right? Spectres. Spectres. God, I said it wrong. 
Yeah, Sloth has it right. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) I got your back. Sloth can just take over the hosting thing since I just, hey, how do I say your name? And then you told me, and then I start the recording, and I still say it wrong. So, rip. (laughs) But we do have the coach from Nova on. It's great to have another esports, I guess, someone who is very, very in-depth in the esports world. So I'm excited to see your picks here, your thoughts behind it. Uh, are 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 you excited for Worlds this year? Yeah, I can't wait. I was almost thinking I was going to go for a little bit, but oh. then I started doing travel plans and realized how quickly it had sold out. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, it we would have been such a long flight. And... Oh, the flight would have been terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we were looking for someone to uh, talk to that was going and be able to like be jealous and try to live vicariously through their, their time at Worlds. Uh, Crude and I would love to go. We would love to go to an event in NA, let alone World. So, oh yeah, me too. Like being from Michigan, thing around me ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're from Indiana, so, so we know you're paying. We're waiting for that like Chicago type uh, NA finals where we can like just casually drive to Chicago and it won't be a big deal. But <laughs> definitely, I don't think it'll ever happen though because SCMC's from the West Coast. Everything's in Pacific yeah. time. Yeah, they have to. Uh, all the SEMT, C, SEMC team would have to travel to Chicago. Though that'd be just too much for them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so let's go get into some of this five v five. We're gonna do the VGPro.GG bracket challenge with Left. We're gonna go through all of his picks. Uh, let's start with Group A. I feel like during the the live drawing, Group A was kind of seen as the the easy team. We have Cloud9, Red Candice, which is now Team Pain, I believe. The Brazil Brazilian team got picked up, and then Elite Eight. Uh, why don't you go ahead and break down this group? Maybe uh, uh, you have Cloud9 on the top. Uh, maybe really the big debate here is going to be who's going to get second. Um, yeah, I did put Cloud9 on the top just because I know how good of a team Cloud9 is. They're always solid at live events. They always have such really. They always have such like signature pocket picks that they bring out at live events, and they're just such a consistent team. Like we scrim them a lot and. It's always a good learning experience for us to scrim Cloud9 because they go 100% all the time. So I have no doubt they'll get first in this group. But for second place, I did put Red Cannons there instead of Elite Eight. Um, that would be because I haven't been able to watch a ton of SEA VG8. But while Elite Eight is a really good team, they were a little bit inconsistent in the games that I watched of them. And honestly, I have not watched any South American VG8. But what I remember of Red Canids in the last Worlds and and the past VIPL in Korea is they're a team that just like never stops improving. Um, they're really adaptable. Like I've seen them mid-game switch things up and almost take games off of incredible teams from Korea and NA. And I think with a I don't know they're going to have kind of a boost in morale after being acquired and stuff. Yeah. And they still have Senior Muster on their team who was kind of a star in the other international competitions they've played in. So I'm excited to see them play. Yeah. You mentioned the SEA region with uh, elite eight, you know, impunity. And then we had talked about renegades maybe in the, you know, the world's finals because they've, they've been dominating and you particularly like them as a team. Yeah. They're really fun to watch. Um, I believe it was them last season and the season before that back when, 
the lane was dominated by Baron and Idris. They were the ones that ran that Idris Taka composition where Idris would shimmer strike onto the Taka while the Taka was invisible and they would both explode onto the Baron instantly out of invisibility. And that was just so fun to watch for me back then. And they're always doing fun stuff like that when I see them in SEA. So I was excited to see them in Worlds and then they just didn't get in. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how um, the other two teams from the SEA actually work out. But uh, going over to Group B, uh, Detonation, Kraken, G2. Uh, you know, Kraken was the last team that did qualify for Worlds. Uh, you know, the big the big question mark is, is, uh, is G2 going to truly represent EU right this time? I did get, I did put G2 getting knocked out of Group B and... It's not because I don't like EU or anything. It's just other in other tournament in other bracket challenges where I've given EU a lot of credit, they've let me down and I've cried and been sad. <laughs> so even though I do I want G2 to do well, but I feel like they have a better chance of going out just because of EU's historical performances at international live events. And I think that's or when it go when it comes to the two and three slots in my group B, that's mostly what it comes down to because I don't think anybody knows anything about Team Kraken. <laughs> right. That's what yeah, I I've tried picks and I can't go find ahead. anywhere to watch China Vainglory eight. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, dude, I don't know enough about Team Kraken. So I ended up going with G two just because I was like I don't know anything about Team Kraken, so I guess I just had to go with G2. Yeah, and I guess that works the opposite way for me. Uh, the big kind of debate was, you know, going into the last split of EU, SK, G2, I'm curious. We've been asking this question throughout the week. Um, is Were you an SK fan going into Worlds, or were you, were you the G2 fan going into Worlds? That's really hard to say, because I like both teams. Um, but Going into Worlds, I was definitely more of a G2 fan. Um, they had an amazing story arc this whole season. Like, they were in challenge battles last time. And I was trying to tell people while they were in the challenge battles, they're going to win these challenge battles and they're going to come back at like 10 times power next season. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody yes. saw it coming that they were going to overtake SK, but I think they deserved it. Yeah, I mean, they started out a little slower, but yeah, they definitely ramped it up halfway through and really gained a lot of ground on SK. So moving on to our Group C here, we got Tribe, Rocks Armada, and Imputiny. Uh How do you see this one playing now? Uh, obviously, you have Tribe and Rocks moving on, but uh, and Imputiny not Is making it. Is it Imputiny what, what's or your... Impunity? Impunity. 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 Okay. Oh, I just need to clarify that because we've been going back and forth throughout these uh, episodes. <laughs> Tribe, I put them in first place um, because, well, I know them and we've scrimmed them sometimes and they're an amazing team. Like, I don't have enough experience with Rock's Armada in their current form to p definitively put them in first, especially because they have not been playing with Druid recently. Right. Um, I'm not sure if it's confirmed that Druid is going to play for Worlds yet, but they've been playing with PQQ on support and Ingenious in lane, who's a support player. And they just don't look as strong without Druid. 
Um, he's always been the centerpiece of the team. He's probably the best leaner in the world, and I don't know if that's going to stay the same after he comes back from being sick. Yeah, so I guess for moving on to Group D, then we have our, uh, our you know, they as they're saying, it, the, the group of death with, with Team Solo Mid, Ace Gaming, and Hunters. Uh, do you, I guess we'll talk about that group, and then I also want to know your opinion. Do you think that Group C would be kind of considered a group of death as well will they have the will they be able to make it a run uh against group d or what what's your opinion on that i think that if rocks can get back together and play and start playing with druid again they can definitely give tsm and ace a run for their money the same thing with tribe because most everyone knows now that tribe doubles their power when they're on a live stage yeah i think they can definitely put up a good fight Right. So you got Team Solomid coming out as in first as Group D in Group D, and then Ace in second, and then Hunters being eliminated. Um, you got any reasons specifically why you think that Team Solomid's gonna be over Ace Gaming? Or yeah, actually, I did fill out my bracket after um, Scosa announced that he was retiring from Vainglory, and they announced they were gonna make I Love Youngju their captain for Ace. Um, I don't really know anything about Youngju, so I figured that they Ace might not have enough time to fully come together as a team. And TSM, they're a, truly a professional team. They scrim like eight, nine hours a day. They've not changed their roster in a really long time, and I think they're definitely going to have adequate preparation for Worlds. Yeah, they just eat, breathe, and sleep Vanglory. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing a lot of people, you know... Going into this tournament, I think they just looked back at past tournaments and saw that, you know, how much EA and specifically Armada dominated. But when you look at NA and like all these rosters, they've just been they stuck together for so long. They've pl played together for so long. So, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think it's definitely like NA's tournament to lose. While EA has, has been seen as a region that kind of dominates the meta, really sets it. I really think NA is going into Worlds with being like the strongest region. I don't know if you think NA is the strongest region as well. I would I would lean towards that honestly, but I'm also ready for EA to prove me wrong. Um, I've been watching some like EA broadcasts and VODs and stuff, and they play better from us than they did at the point of Worlds last year. Samuel is like a really contested ban and pick in EA, and we never see him in NA. It's right. interesting. Yeah, we'll definitely be interesting to see. If EA kind of sets the meta like they have in the past, you know, that the whole Kashka pick in 2016 really dominated Worlds back then. Then we'll see if, uh, you know, we'll talk later on in this episode about heroes you're specifically uh, interested and excited to see. But uh, that was his group stage. Uh, group A was Cloud9 and Red Candice. Group B was Detonation, Team Kraken. Group C was Tribe and Rocks Armada. And then Group D was Team Solo Mid and Ace. I like it. I like those NA teams on top. Let's go ahead and see how uh, the quarterfinals match up. I'll go ahead and tackle match one and two. First match, Cloud9 versus Ace Gaming. Uh, this is going to be a pretty exciting match to start out for quarterfinals. You know, you have the powerhouse of EA plus the powerhouse of uh, NA, I guess you could say, based off of unified finals and just how they perform. Uh, who do you think is going to be able to take the edge of this Cloud9 and Ace? I think it's going to be Cloud9. Um, like I said before, I filled out my bracket bef like shortly after Scosa 
Aces captain retired from Vainglory for unknown reasons or something. And historically at live events, Cloud9 brings out they bring out a lot of different things. And I think that's due in part to just how long Joseph, Gabe, and school have been together. But also their support team with um physics. She always figures out how to bring something new and onto the table, no matter whether it's quote unquote meta or not at live championships, it seems like. Like in spring it was Adagio and Fortress and Rona. Like they weren't in the meta, but Cloud9 played them and they were able to win. Yeah, now that Fortress combination is one of the deadliest, you know, uh team that Cloud9 runs, that Fortress and Vox and whoever they you know, whether that Fortress is in the jungle or not. So that'll be interesting to see if Cloud9 continues to run that or if Ace has, you know, maybe done some homework and uh, realizes Cloud9 strong picks. But, you know, Cloud9, I think they're definitely a team, a favorite going into Worlds. A lot of people picking Cloud9. Match 2 is going to be uh, the hype train of Tribe. You know, that team that performs well on live, the live stage. First team Kraken, you know, that Chinese team that kind of, uh, slips into worlds at the end maybe they uh slip in at the end and make a make a run and all these all these people are gonna be aware of this team cracking yeah um with this one there's not really any deep reason behind it i realized that i was gonna have three out of four north american teams in the semifinals and i was like well i don't know anything about team kraken so i'm kind of re- i'm kind of really hoping that they surprise us so that's really the only reasons why I picked them over Tribe here, because I want to see something fun happen. Right, like we, we of course want to see Tribe win, being NA fans, but we don't want to see like a blowout. Yeah. We would like to see a, a nice competition, maybe go all the way in the series, and uh, maybe Tribe actually get a little sweaty out there instead of just blowing Team Kraken away. Yeah, of course. And then maybe right. if Team Kraken does win, that gives me a lot of bracket points over people that picked all NA. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. Got to win that uh, iPhone X. That's that's the key here. All right. So for our third quarterfinal here, you have Detonation Gaming going up against Rocks Armada. Uh, I know you kind of touched earlier with Rocks Armada and uh, you know Druid, whether he'll actually be there or not. Do you think that Detonation will be able to take advantage of that? Or do you think Rocks Armada will be able to come together? Who do you have moving out of this matchup? In this matchup, I've got Detonation moving on. Um, recently, this whole se- or over this whole season in Vanglory 8, when Detonation plays Rocks, it's a toss-up. Um, they're really evenly matched watching some of their games today. And one thing I touched on earlier, Samuel is banned in all of those games, almost all of those games, which is interesting to me. But we can talk about that later. Like Detonation has been together for a really long time now. I think they kind of quietly got acquired and people kind of forgot about them until they got the wild card. But I think they can actually beat Rocks here, even with Druid. Right, yeah, they definitely can be one of the top uh, strong teams. We'll see maybe making it to the finals here. Uh, Moving on to the fourth quarterfinal, the last matchup, you have Team Solomid going against the Red Candids. Uh, How do you see this one playing out? Will NA prevail or... Are the, is the Brazilian team going to take it? Uh, TSM will take this one, I believe, and that's just not that's or that's not just me being biased towards NA. I don't think Red Canids stands a chance against TSM, <laughs> and even though they are a good team, that's really fun to watch. Yeah, just how consistent TSM is and how long they've been together. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see if uh, Von C. You know, he's been a a person who has been known as the whole no fear, just fight. Kind of his slogan and being super aggressive. Kind of there during some of the splits. We saw Von C. not have as big of an impact and almost Chuck was like carrying the team. So I cannot wait to see Von C. Maybe uh, be a dominating jungler. Just like I love Joseph, who is he's pretty consistent. He dominates in the jungle uh, through and through. And I'm really excited to hopefully see TSM. They've kind of have fell short on live stages in the past. They kind of you know come out there with a lot of fans cheering for them, hoping they're going to win. A lot of these bracket challenges, TSM is picked as a winner. So I'm excited to see them maybe prove some people wrong uh, this round. So that is the quarterfinals, Cloud9, Tribe. Detonation being the only EA, it's kind of uh, kind of interesting with Ace and Rocks being quote unquote favorites, and then uh, Team Solo Mid uh, ending out there. So looking at his semifinals, we have some pretty interesting matchups: Cloud Nine versus Team Kraken, and then Detonation versus Team Solo Mid. Match number one though. NA versus uh, the team from China. Not the team from China that I would figure I would see. Hunters, obviously, the most popular around VIPL. Queen, obviously not on the team anymore. But still, you know, Godfather, a great player. But you do have this new team, Kraken. Uh, does, does the name Kraken influence you at all? Is it because they have the name Kraken? <laughs> I have no idea. It may or may not be. But uh, I do think that Cloud9 will win over Team Kraken. Um, just because we still know nothing about Team Kraken. Now that might be why I, I brought them out of groups. But it also... I don't know. I think if they pull, pull out something new that is really fun to watch, they're able to take down Tribe, even, move just, even just move out of groups. I don't think whatever they bring out is going to be enough to beat Cloud9. Or ace, depending on who wins the quarterfinals. Right. So I guess for the second semifinals, then arguably we have you know one of the top teams from EA and then one of the top teams from NA Detonation going up against Team Solo Mid. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Do you and is there any specific reason why you're taking one team over the other? Hmm. I. I mean, these teams. I think they match up really evenly. Uh, and Detonation, they've been battling at the top of the EA Vainglory 8 for these last few seasons, and so has TSM. They're in the same spots in their respective regions. They're both really strong teams, mechanically good, gifted players, and in the end, people usually like to say that EA is way better than NA, but right. I think it just comes down to like the different metas that each region has, and Typically, when we go to a live stage, it tends to be NA having having to adapt to EA's meta in order to survive. And then I think that nation's going to take it over TSM. That and that and I didn't want to be just another person with Cloud9 versus TSM in the finals. TSM, yeah, yeah, I understand that for sure. I feel like being people that uh pick. Uh, the, a lot of games during the splits, we constantly see Cloud9 versus TSM, and it does kind of get old. But hey, you know what? Sometimes when you're trying to win an iPhone X, you just got to go with what you think is going to get you the victory. But hey, I respect that. You know, <laughs> that, that team cracking in the semifinals is just like the little little March Madness. Got to pick some upsets in order to in order to win. But uh, Cloud9 versus Detonation, that is going to be uh, your your grand finals. And, you know, is it going to go all the way? Is it going to be an intense matchup with whoever you pick winning? 
I hope it goes to like full seven games, but I don't know. I would always want it to, but you never really know. Yeah, you hope it's not a sweep. (laughs) (laughs) That's boring. Yeah. Yeah, you get all the way to the finals just to be let down with Cloud9 or even Detonation absolutely dominating. I don't really see that happening. I feel like both teams are going to be pretty pretty much prepared. Um, Is Cloud9 going to be your overall champion then? Uh, I actually had Detonation taking it all. Detonation, okay. So uh, this is the first time that we have a non-Cloud9 victor, right? Right, Kurt? Yes. Okay. Yep. So EA, out of everyone throughout this bracket, left. Uh, he has picked Detonation. No one no one give him crap. No one make fun of him because you, you'll eat your words if he's right and he uh, he's the one with the most points in this bracket challenge. But... Real quick, let's do a few more questions to end this you know, episode out. If we go back to the very beginning, I kind of want to know if we have to pick an underdog besides Team Kraken because I think you kind of maybe already have picked an underdog. But if you have to pick another underdog that may have a chance to make it, you know, semifinals or even in, even in the, the grand finals, what kind of team are you looking at to maybe surprise people? I think I'd be looking at Hunters. Um, I know I put them out of Group D, but... Godfather is such a crazy gifted player, and he's been playing for so long. He was in the first ever VIPL league in Korea, and that was back in 2015, patch 1.6. And that was when Queen was still on the team, too. And Hunters was really good in that tournament. So, I mean, Godfather hasn't always been on the team, but when he has been on the team, and now that he's back on the team, he's usually the centerpiece, and they're playing around him. So if either TSM or Ace has a little bit of a breakdown in their gameplay, or just their... I think Hunters can easily take that two or even one spot. Sweet. I think uh, Hunters are definitely a team to look out for. Uh, the last question, second to last question, is heroes. So one thing we've already kind of talked about is how the meta is insane in a situation like Worlds. It kind of literally can change from day one till day four. Are there any heroes specifically or any heroes you would like to see become maybe a hero that has to be banned away or a hero that gets picked quite often? I'm always one who likes to see teams try new things. Um some I almost quit playing Vainglory back in 2015 because of the whole only pick Ringo Kashka Fortress thing. <laughs> right. And we've seen that in other patches going forward, but they've done a good job of eliminating from that from the game entirely. Um, but yeah, I'm always a fan of teams that are trying new things. So if we can see like some roamers being played in carry positions or some... I don't know, maybe even just some off-meta picks in general, like people playing Finn, people playing um, people playing some more, um, I don't know, Crystal Kestrel even. Um, I'm trying to think of heroes on the spot, but I don't have a list well, in front of me. I think, I think the big one that a lot of people is going to be interesting is the Lorelei. Obviously, we haven't seen her be able to be played yet, but depending on... You know where you know we've seen it. At least me and Soloki, I've seen it. You know, Captain. I've seen it in lane. I've seen it in jungle. Um, I'm kind of curious if any of these teams will actually be pulling out Lorelai and playing with her. Oh, I think a lot of teams will pick Lorelai up. Um, she's a huge priority in tier ten ranked right now. She's always either banned or picked, and 
frankly, in scrims, lots of teams are playing Lorelai, and yeah. I think she's going to have a big impact on Worlds. But what about Flicker? Is Flicker going to come back? <laughs> I can only hope so, because I love Flicker. So do I. Flicker is fun. Definitely when Flash is playing Flicker. TSM does a pretty good job of Flicker. I think they could fix Flicker by um, converting his epic talent into his actual kit. <laughs> what is his epic talent? I don't know. Don't tough man. It's um, when he uses Fairy Dust... At the detonation of the fairy dust, it roots everybody that's still in it. Oh, nice. Nice. That is, that is a pretty good one. Um, our last kind of topic here to end the episode is going to be that 5v5. Uh, obviously, something that everyone in Vanguard is pretty excited. I want to hear your opinion. Is there anything specifically you're excited for when it comes to 5v5? Or maybe uh, something, how you think the esports may shape up when it comes to 5v5? Oh, I'm just excited for it in general. Like, there's going to be more strategy. There's going to be more players. There's going to be new stuff to learn, new stuff to figure out, and the esports. The esports is going to be even more exciting. Like, teams are going to be expanding their rosters. Just everything is going to be bigger and more fun. Three, three v three is enough. Are you ready for five v five? Like, with all the all the analy- analytics and all that stuff, it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be really fun. And who knows, I might even have to become a sub for my team. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I think you put out the video about kind of the topic. We don't have to get into it too much, but the topic of, you know, uh, the amount of players in professional Vanglory right now when it comes to challenge battles and whether or not uh, teams are going to find strong players to kind of fill top, you know, those top five spots. Was that the video where I talked about the Challenger series? Yeah, I think you were playing maybe PUBG or something. Yeah, yeah, that video. Um, yeah, in that video, I talked a lot about the structure of the Challenger series and then the demographic of players that are usually trying to get into the Vainglory 8 and how that kind of hurts the lower esports scene a little bit. Right. That'd be interesting to see which players maybe... Once they get support from uh, bigger organizations, how that changes their attitude and maybe if they can play more and whatnot. Uh, of course, you know, Left, you do make videos on YouTube. Do you stream on Twitch or are you really just on YouTube? Yeah, I do stream on Twitch. All right, well, why don't you go ahead? I'm going to need a little shout out to yourself. Maybe uh, drop your Twitter handle, maybe drop your Twitch and YouTube if you know it. Make sure everyone goes and subscribes and follows along with you. Okay, uh, my Twitter is the same thing as my name. The handle is just Left Spectres, nothing else. And then my YouTube is Vainglory Left with a space in between. My Twitch is Left Spectres VG, just same name, just with the word the letters VG at the end. So I stream on there whenever I can. I've been really busy recently, so I haven't been able to a ton. I have exams next week, so that's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, the the good thing is that there's kind of a break, at least for you, because you aren't at Worlds, so that way you kind of can focus on school and exams and not to worry about all the other craziness going on. Uh, Kareer, do you have anything else, any last questions for this uh, Worlds conversation? Uh, No, not really. I just appreciate Left you coming on and hanging out and doing a little Vanglory talk with us. Yeah, thanks. My pleasure. Yeah, it was great having you on. We will talk with you later. Good luck in the future with everything else and 5v5. I'm excited to see 
where Nova goes. Uh, they were a very exciting team in the last couple seasons, so I can't wait to see what happens with them. Thanks again, man. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was brought to you by vgpro.gg. That is one of the best API statistical websites uh, Vangler has to offer. Though you are a pro, a casual member, they host all your stats and statistics when it comes to your post-game history, all the matches you play, casual, ranked, blitz it gives you breakdowns of your victories your losses help make you a better player of course right now the bracket challenge is going on make sure you sign up get a chance to win some great prizes if you pick enough of the correct teams maybe pick the winner uh but that's all we have for this episode thanks again thanks for tuning in to time for rolling if you liked what you heard please leave a review on itunes or google play music and subscribe for weekly episodes follow us on twitter at time for rolling and at tfr underscore esports until next week for another edition of time for rolling